Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. It is indeed a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page as a family. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm a little rusty, but we're back. We're, we're parents, and, and we're, we're back. back, and we're back, we've been and we're back. Name that uh, song, and we back. And uh, we something been. about Chance the Rapper, yes, something. Which he hasn't been back. <laughs> he hasn't really made any music in a while. That is correct. But we're making music today on episode one seventeen. Yeah, you're right. You rusty too. You want to finish the out the intro? What are we talking about today? No, we're back. You, I don't. I didn't mean to. <laughs> You said making music, so I felt the compulsion to make music. Okay. Today for episode 117, we will be discussing the TV show Star Trek Strange New Worlds. We watched Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+. Plus. And we reviewed this because, you know, we haven't watched Star Trek together in the past. We reviewed this because Jenny Lamette. Yes. Is a black showrunner. We have watched a series by Jenny Lament in the past as well. It was The Man Who Fell to Earth. Yes. So we were very excited to finally be able to watch Star Trek together. By we, I mean, Ben was very excited. Correct, baby? Yeah. My number one response now when people ask me, hey, why do you want to have kids? I say, so I could rewatch Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you and Eddie Bitty really. I'm going to turn this down a little bit. You and Itty Bitty had a good time um, watching Star Trek. I know you've been trying to get me to watch Star Trek forever. I just never got into it. You know, I like, I'm watching Baddies uh, West Coast now on Zeus. You know, I'm a problem. It's me. I'm the problem. So I kind of, because I I feel like I have so much work to do all the time. Uh-huh. And when I'm watching something, I kind of don't want to learn. I just oh. want to see craziness on TV or the new season of you just came out. But we're learning all out. the time, even if we're not learning, right? Cause even if you watch something like Baddies, you're still learning What something. am I learning? What did, you're learning, you you you're learning different ways of <laughs> resolving conflict, which is grabbing someone's wig and body slamming them yeah. or, or gashing um, part of uh, a vein in your butt. And bleeding all over the floor. Oh my gosh! Or yeah. or another thing is what was that so one? Bad. The one baddie who just stepped to the side and looked beautiful. Razor. Razor. Or you could do conflicts like Razor and just walk up and stand look on the beautiful. balcony and look hot. Oh my gosh! I I need to do better, but I I do sometimes watch. I mean, you know, we really enjoyed Severance together. But anyway, we watched Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Before we get started with the show today, which we kind of already got started with, but that's okay. We do want to always and forever shout out our Patreons, <laughs> our patrons on Patreon. Y'all are just so incredible. Thank you for your continued support. And I have, I just showed y'all who we just did a podcast with, which we're super excited about, but I will wait till their podcast comes out to plug it. But if you're a patron, you know who we did a podcast with, and we're actually doing another project with them this week. Mm, That's some fun tea. I'm still looking for a babysitter, but that's some fun tea. Anyway, special shout out to Tara Bell. Nina Crockett, Sierra Beckham, Catherine Osborne, Emily Harrison, Jasmine Roby, Damonique Smith, RJ, Victoria, Sharita, and Mia. Thank you, everybody. Just thank you for loving us through and through. They love us. 
I don't even know why they put up with us at, at this point, but I love them and they love us. I know why they put up with us because we're funny, we're engaging, we're relatable. You, uh, you're a really good host. You invite people all the time into our house. Friends from <laughs> Chicago. I know. Friends from Seattle. Because your family from Atlanta. I feel like this is the first time. I've ever been super proud to host people in my house. Like, yeah. you know, we lived for years with mice and just in one bedrooms and like the second bed was in the kitchen. Always so, one bathroom too. I feel always, like always one bathroom. We've never had two bathrooms. Never together. had two bathrooms together. So this is the first That's time where I'm nuts. super grateful to be able to invite people into my home and know they're going to feel comfortable. So I keep inviting people because I don't know, some part of me feels like, this is all a dream still. Mm. You know what I mean? I do that with everything, though. I'm like, oh, my God, I got a paycheck. Let me spend it all on a really good meal and some cute clothes before it just disappears. Except that you make it disappear, which is why you have me to make sure that finances are organized. You'd and be worse than me. I know I don't. I check the I, Amazon card and I'm like, I didn't order this. Ben did this. It's like three Mass Effect novels. Exactly. Which is a video game novelization, which is the nerdiest thing you can do, which is reading a novelization of a video game or reading novelizations of Star Trek. But I know I do. So I'm like, okay, we have this money. We need to put a percentage at student loans, a percentage more on yeah, the, ben does all our, that stuff. on down on a mortgage and making sure you have money in your retirement. So I try to make sure that things are sort of moved around and not everything is being bought uh, new Doc Martens which you got, which are really cute. <laughs> I know, but I need them. I know I need Doc Martens or my You got wife. some too. I did. Yeah, you. you but always I had to, no shoes. You always love to do. You always love to buy something, and then I'll buy it, and then you'll be like, "We need to stop spending so much." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Only one of us can spend too much," and so if I spend too much, and then Amber gets inspired to spend too much, then it just has become too much. But if Amber can spend too much, then I shouldn't spend too much. Does it frustrate so whoever you that gets we're too constantly hosting people? Going no, back to your I original point, I don't. I don't really. But care. we need a little bit of a break. As though. long it's actually sort of nice because then I. I can be like, okay, like Amber's very social and she likes to spend a lot of time with just people in general. I so do. it's like if she's hanging out with other people, then I get some more time for my loan. So I need to recharge. I'm a loner and you, I need moments to recharge. You act like you're a loner and then we'll be about to leave and you'll be like, oh, I want to go. Down. Yes. You have insane FOMO with everyone. But I'm always happy when I don't go. And then when I do go, I'll be sitting around like in some sort of event. I'll be like, dang, I could be home reading a book. Yeah, but if I I said I'm gonna go to this by myself, you'd be like well, the imagination what? is way greater than the actual experience. So that's why I've just started. I I just, just I get, go I get without to just me. leaving you these days. You should. You know, I need a couple nights out by you myself. You need multiple need, nights. You need, need months out by yourself sometimes. I need nights where I just don't have any responsibilities. None. Where I need a night or or five where I'm not somebody's wife. I'm not somebody's mom. It's just me solely existing by myself. And then you hit them with that. But I want to go. <laughs> you ain't going. Being. Anyway. Well, on that note, someone wrote us a really nice thing on uh, believing in love. Speaking of love, tomorrow, when this episode drops, it's going to be oh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. You haven't asked me to be your Valentine yet, Ben. You gotta well, do it's it not Valentine's Day yet. so No, I that's not to. how it works. I, I so Listen, I... 
am late on everything. I'm late on asking when I can go to an event with you. And I'm going to be late on asking you Valentine's Day. But you know, when I ask, it's going to be good because I already got the Valentine's Day covered. Yeah, you did. You, you did. always do good. But I still need to be asked because I could say no. I mean, <laughs> why would you say no? To this blessing. You, this, girl. This blessing. Depends on how you act. And I might say no. Anyway, uh, we love each other. Ben, will you be my Valentine? Yeah. Hell yeah. Every I'll, year? I'll be your Valentine and a half. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the extra half is, but I'll figure something out. Love it. Speaking of love, other people love us as well. Remember, I'm looking at these cameras, camera one, camera two, and camera three. Um, this camera, I could use a little bit lo more love from you, camera three, but you're still my girl. Anyway, you out there, you have the power to remind people that we sit down every single week and talk about sci-fi and talk about love. And you can spread that good news by writing an Apple podcast. It's completely free to write. And here's one from It's Gertie. Y'all make me believe in love. Because of this podcast, I've made a New Year's resolution to read more. I haven't read a physical book in six years, and I've only listened to a few audiobooks, as embarrassing as that sounds. Now I'm reading a chapter before bed every night, and I truly mm -hmm. look forward to it. I found Amber and Ben on TikTok, and I'm endlessly entertained by their content. Their podcast flows naturally, and mm -hmm. you can really feel the chemistry between them, especially when they are intellectually stimulating each other. Or I'm aroused. Even when they disagree, there is a respect there. Uh, even when they disagree, the respect is there, and that is obvious. After feeling sour about love for a while, I now hope to have a partnership like that someday. Thank you for making this podcast. It's truly a pleasure to listen each week. Aww. Oh, wow. don't get now I feel in guilty. my feelings. Now I feel guilty not posting a, a podcast, taking a two-week break. I know. Not letting we, anybody know. We're just like, we're just having way too much fun. You know what, y'all? It's really, this podcast, a couple of things here. One, I, I thank you so much to the listener, um, It's Gertie out there who wrote this. I do want to address something. I know you might argue with me about this, but I'm not going to argue with you about this because I, I know it so deeply. Audiobooks still count, okay? If you are sitting down yeah, and I listening agree. to an audio... Okay, you agree yeah, I with agree, me. absolutely. I know that we get really... like. I feel like sometimes that's like for me, people being like... Well, it's not real love unless y'all meet in real life versus online. Like there are all these different ways that we do things by uh, by virtue of it being like modern technology. And audiobooks is truly just a way for us to access information Absolutely. in a different means. And so even if you're doing audiobooks, I'm so proud of you. Obviously, it's super exciting that you're now reading a chapter a night before bed. But hang in there with those audiobooks too, y'all. Those count. And then the other thing I was going to say was, yes, we sadly, it, it took a really long time to watch 10 hours of Star Trek, given the, given the whole baby thing now. Right, Ben? Yeah. It, like, I think we grossly underestimated how long it was going to take us to finish the series. Yeah, it, we did. But we, we finished the series, and I'm super excited to talk about Star Trek. Me too. I okay. got a fucking hand tap by the so, end of the series. Yeah. So, Amber, okay. Now do you understand why people 
love Star Trek so much? You you get it a little bit more. What are some of the things you think like people love Star Trek for after watching like a full series, the first series? Star Trek does this is my first Star Trek series. I've watched first you, ever. I've seen you watch the original series and Picard and the Next Generation. Yeah, and right? Discovery. Probably. And Discovery. Yeah. At, so this is my first Star Trek series. The characterization is very strong. Mm. I live for characters who are nuanced, characters who are distinct and dynamic. And so I can definitely see why people fall in love with Spock or Ahura or uh, or why we're like, oh, here comes Captain Pike being an asshole. Here comes Captain Kirk being, you know, just a showman. And those characters are so flawed mm. and we love them and consistent so that that was my favorite part of it um Can, and, let's get back on pike for a moment okay. because pike, pike very, is a sexual predator i don't uh, care. yeah very early on you, <laughs> i was like amber was fool. like yeah so pike is the captain uh, yes. the captain in this series and so every series sort of focuses on a captain so in you know tng the next generation you have picard and uh you know inside um uh, you know, Deep Space Mine, it's Cisco, and sort of the captains or the leaders becomes really, really important in Star Trek and their model of leadership. And Amber, very early on, was like, this person is a predator. So can you explain yourself <laughs> a little bit? Because I feel That's like... That's not fair to say. He's, yeah. he. There is no mention of him being a sexual predator on the show, but he's just like a white dude, very confident, a little snarky with the jokes, knows he's the man. Yeah. And he's super hot, so he's kind of annoying. So I immediately roll my eyes at him. Um, (laughs) And he just sits in a chair. Does he remind you of anybody else in your life? Yes, it's a smug bastard who sits in a chair and barks orders at all these women around him and never a thank you. It's just like... I feel like he cooks the meals. He does cook the meals. I do like that. That's one of the things. So with replicators, you don't have to cook meals. You can sort of just ask everything. But there's this whole debate in the Star Trek world where like real food tastes better than replicators. Or like, why does Picard have a entire vineyard where you could just replicate? And there's this idea that there's still something very beautiful and natural about, you know, cooked food or, or whatnot. And so, so I thought that was, you didn't think like when he invites everybody over for like the captain, like has a, has a meal with everybody. You didn't think that was sweet. I, that gave me like professor who invites students over vibes. It's like, (laughs) Oh God. And he's like going to choose which one he wants to have sex with. To groom. Yes. That it gave me that it gave me, this is a power play Uh, in some sort so that when you maybe want to not do a command or an order, it's like, I invited you into my home. Like a, you know, there's something about that where I, I don't need to go to my boss's house, um, even if it's a ship, even if it's Starfleet Enterprise, right? I, yeah. Also, towards the end of the series, we get a hint that he uh, had a relationship with his chief uh, security officer. Oop. Bloop. Sure yeah. did. That that started it off. Also, uh, I is it, about that. how fun is it watching it with me? Yeah, Noonan, I, Noonan Singh. Noonan Singh. So he ha- so so let's be clear. He did have a relationship with somebody on board, probably more than one person. He invites. But she was no into- she was no longer on board. She had transferred off the Enterprise by that time. So, but maybe you maybe you're maybe it sticks up. I mean, we're in space. Everybody's probably fucking. Like, have you ever fucked somebody at your job? Um, no. Not even one job. No. 
well, I guess. <laughs> Some of us have ethics. People be, now, y'all, sound off. Y'all know people be fucking at the There, there was a whole uh, The Next Generation episode where it looks at, um, you know, captains having a relationship with one of their underlings. Picard, for example, has a relationship. And that woman has to transfer off by the end of the episode because Picard realizes that his ability to lead is compromised. So but that does definitely he love has, her? Or he, he does. He does very much love her. They're, think, they're like together. So tell me, in the Star Trek world, who's the most beloved captain? Is it Picard? Oh, man, that's like so debated. Really? Yeah, it's very, you know, some people will swear by Kirk. Other will swear by I Picard. Thought, I thought people were pretty annoyed by Captain Kirk. No, like, like, the, you know, the old heads are like, oh, Kirk is so great. And like, what is with this new, you know, dis- Star Trek discovery where, you know. Because the black woman. She's yeah. 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 I mean, so, well, I knew that was going to make him mad, but I'm just but, saying. But people are like, we want the. So this this uh, Strange New Worlds is sort of the first um, series that feels the most like the original series mm-hmm. or it feels like, you know, old Star Trek or, or whatever, whatever that means uh, for people. It either it feels more like next generation because it's very episodic. There's a very clear start, very yeah. clear end. There's I do not like, like that. a big bad that has to be fought over multiple seasons, which is something that Discovery does. And so people were very happy for this show to come out. It's like 99% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it, it but, gave space opera but, energy. Yeah. I, I liked that. It was yeah, very easy to follow. But to your point, like it's very, <laughs> very much debated who is like the best, you know, Star Trek captain. Who was your favorite captain? I probably lean on Picard. I really like him. He's such a great father fi- figure. Yeah. And he is just so comforting, which is another reason I think why people love Star Trek it, is that it's so very comforting, so comforting. And there is like the first episode, um, again, very episodic, but they have to go to this planet that has acquired technology really before they were ready for it due to something that happened in one of the previous series, which you don't have to watch the previous series to understand. Yes, thank God. Yeah, uh, they they do a good job explaining anything. But you're like, oh, you know, like Earth (laughs) at one point, like Earth destroyed itself with nuclear war. And Amber's like, they know something that we don't know because it's in the future. So in the Star Trek, (laughs) in the Star Trek world. And 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 there's this like moment where like Pike gives this stirring speech of like people need to come together and like. Find their differences. And yeah, the hopeful. themes are a little, you know, preachy. It's just like, what if these two species mated and found love? It's like, okay, we get it. But I could see why that would be like first of its kind when yeah. the original series came out. Also, you know, I said this before. Where they got all this technology. <laughs> Where are the goddamn seatbelts on Starfleet Enterprise? They would get shot and then they would fall out of their seats. Where are the airbags? Where are the helmets? (laughs) Isn't it like it's an aircraft? I'm sure that question has been explored before. Like, why don't they have seatbelts? Seatbelts, everyone. The goddamn Magic School Bus had that. So we're in the galaxy and we can't find one seatbelt. Why are there no seatbelts? Maybe this is the mom energy coming out in me. Cause, but every time they're like, Star brace Trek for impact or click ships. it. Click it or, or space ticket. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Um, 
Roddenberry instantly replied, Bob, if we had seat belts, then people couldn't fall out of them. Not only did people fly over <laughs> the place at drama at, in the early days of sci-fi and screen, budgets did not prefer permit large scale scenes of spaceships and battle. So you had to like show that. Why so let's no be clear. Gene Roddenberry in uh, created Star Trek, right? Yeah. And so his logic was like, yeah, but if we want the drama, we need people falling out of seats, right? You know, I actually kind of fuck with that answer. So there's apparently like inertial dampeners all but eliminate the need for them. I'm so sorry, what? Inertial dampeners. Like so inertia. I know what inertia, inertia is. Inertia is like the movement. So there's a dampener, some sort of thing in this space. You know, so a dampener. Here we there's go. This, Here the techno babble Amber gets annoyed about too. Yeah, the techno babble is a lot. But I definitely, I really fuck with Spock. I yeah. I see so much of you in him because you can be very logical to a fault sometimes. I'm like, I'm not just going to debate this super emotional thing with you. Like it's an academic course. Like that's what we not go do. I also don't like pick up on hints if someone is flirting, flirting no. with me. So there's this whole scene where uh, sorry for everybody's nurse. Ears. Uh, there's a nurse nurse chapel who's really great. Uh, who is also in the original series, but she flirts with Spock a little bit and. Spock just doesn't pick up on it and they share a, like a kiss to sort of fool um, some people mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't, you know, Spock's like, I can kiss and it doesn't mean it. And nurse chapel is catching feelings. And like, she tries to provide like, uh, it's a very, almost like a standard romantic comedy where yes. like the best friend tries to give relationship advice for her best friend on his relationship but the best the girl best friend is falling in love with the boy best friend and yeah it's very much sort of campy which i sort of like that i'm like oh this is like rom-com but you hate deal. rom-coms i know but it, it put it in space and i'm all there i'm all there for that's it that's so funny yeah <laughs> it's like i, I don't really need it you're definitely spock and i'm like ben put the guitar away we are all trying to have a conversation you are loudly playing over us like like those social hints, you know? Yeah, I guess. Social cues are not little, your jam. A little Spock. Also, Spock and um, what's his uh, wife's? Or like, T'Pring. T'Pring. Then, wow, look at you. Uh, oh, I, I fought with T'Pring. She was she was serving the looks, baby. Yeah, T'Pring is amazing. She's the love interest of Spock. They yes. they have this bound, like, you know, I'm putting up the ritual. Start, yes. ritual. I can't do that, baby. The, this, this, the live long and prosper. Vulcan sign. Yeah, teach me how to do that. Yeah. We'll we'll practice later on the Vulcan side, but there was one point where she was like, uh, "Like I'm learning about human culture," and she mentions all these books on like human sexuality that she's reading. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's what I do." It's like if I don't understand something about like you know, AK culture, sometimes I ask Amber about it, like or, sorority alpha kappa alpha. Uh, yeah, right. sorority yeah, yeah, alpha like, kappa hey. alpha, aka. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the yeah. culture. Yeah, I'll, I'll black, like go. Black Greek I'll go read um, a book about it, or I'll watch it. So I don't. Yeah, he will. I'm like, I don't even know what you read it. So yeah, who, who wrote it? What you What you talking about? Yeah. So I try to. There was. There's a uh, a lot of you know Star Trek will use these great metaphors, especially on like interracial like relationships, mm-hmm. and and I thought they handle it really well. And, yeah. But it's since it's aliens, you're like, oh. Well, that's not what we're really talking about, but that's that is what that's they're talking about. That's definitely the subtext. But I just thought that was uh, a really cl- clever line. Um, 
in in one of the shows so yeah and they do a really good job like you can show, obviously the the writing is very like sitcom and formulaic in some ways but the callbacks are so great you know as a, as a comedian i love a good callback to like okay it, it became very easy to follow star trek you're like i'm seeing a character who i've never seen before this motherfucker probably gonna die or become you, you know some of the things were a little bit predictable but i i needed that predictability that 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 started teaching me to watch Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, or like intently. red shirting. I was like, oh, that guy's going to be red shirted. Yeah. What's the, okay. Explain the red shirt versus blue versus gold. Yeah. Energy. Just in the original series, if uh, oftentimes they would go off the planet and do some sort of discovery and people in the red shirts would always seem to die. Yes. And so um, to be red shirted became, became a term of like, you just have a character there to die. To But Picard's a red shirt. Uh, yeah, so I think they did that to sort of, um, you know, mess. Dispel that yeah, fantasy. To, yeah, to mess with that in uh, literature, like to be red, to be red shirted. What was your earliest memory yeah, of watching? Yeah, stock character that you kill. Um, of watching Star Trek. What was the first time, like, do you remember, like, when you started going down that? Like, when you were introduced and how that discovery felt? Oh, with Star Trek? Oh, I yeah. didn't discover Star Trek, I think, until I, like, when I was 27, like maybe like okay. two years before, we, like a year before we got married, two years. I just yeah, because you watching. were binging it hard. At yeah, one relationship. because I felt so left behind where I didn't really understand because anything of Star Trek. I thought it was really stupid. Actually, there was someone in our church who uh, <laughs> had um, a th- he had some sort of mental disability. Mm-hmm. And he stopped taking his medications and he felt like uh, he like demons were talking to him. So he bought like this Star Trek um, uh, sort of encyclopedia. Okay. And he started saying like, this is the key to like fight off the demons. Sure. And that was sort of my first introduction to Star Trek. Did it help him? Like, no, no, no. It it, it was like. Just having something to focus on. It was on really. His... It was a very weird thing. Okay. I, this um, is, so this is not a happy ending. This either. is not. This, this is, is not, not where good... like someone discovered Star Trek and that. No, this is their... like this guy just ran like. I think he suffered from schizophrenia. Got it. And so he used his Star Trek book to like talk about like it being a key to like fight demons. Like things like didn't make any sense, you know. And that's but that was your standard... first time hearing like. What is this thing? Yeah, He's what using is this Star demons. Trek? I must. Like, what is, uh, <laughs> You're but like, also, never mind your illness. But also, like, I my parents' church is sort of was the way I was brought up was sort of a fringe Christian group. I some people would consider it a cult, where they believed in like these great cosmic forces fighting against each other. Yeah, yeah, they were associated with this group called Morning Star. That's like a very cultic kind, cultish kind of name. But I remember, so so this guy using this Star Trek book as a framework wasn't too far off of the reality that my parents were sort of preaching at the church. So like, but he w- he still wasn't making any sense. But again, like... <laughs> but the church wasn't making sense. But the, the church was also wasn't making sense. So Got it. that was so my first introduction to Star so Trek. So that was the first time you heard about Star Trek. Got yeah, it. yeah. It's so funny that... My my family was not a big Star Trek family or 
you know, my dad loves Westerns um, a lot. My dad loves his Westerns. So obviously we watch a lot of like Rawhide and stuff like that mm -hmm. growing up. But I really think looking back, because my dad loves an episodic show. Like mm -hmm. he loves Sanford and Son. He, you know, all those shows he watches, um, all of those Westerns, anything. Yeah. Why didn't he get historical. into Star Trek? That's yeah. It, it, because there is a almost like Wild West energy that Star Trek has. Mm -hmm. Is that, I know it's not the same thing, but it is very like, we're going to go on an adventure yeah. every single episode. And good is going to prevail over evil every single episode. It's, it's like a space it does western feel, yeah, yeah, it is. There are moments that feel like a space western. Uh, there's one of my favorite episodes, the Elysian Kingdom, is so great because it deals with a lot of like the old school Star Trek where they would go on these mysteries inside uh, the holodeck. The holodeck is basically a virtual reality. So they would pretend to be Sherlock Holmes and figure, you know, be in right. like old school, there was an you episode know, like England. That. And so this one day they're thrown in like a fantasy realm because yeah. this, this like, um, uh, non, non corporal consciousness corporal means body so this consciousness without a body takes over the ship and puts all the crew inside a fairy tale and yes that just gets that me fun. like super giddy and like i'm like oh this is oh yeah you were losing your shit and yeah then and it's so sad because mabenga the chief medical officer yes. has this really endearing relationship with his daughter who keeps her and he basically keeps her inside um you know like one of those uh transporters like mm -hmm. sort of in the cloud because she has this uh, disease that is incurable. So she can only live so for so long. So he keeps her sort of essentially in a cloud so, until he can find a cure for her. But the, this consciousness in a very like beautiful, tender moment says like, I can cure her, but she won't have a body. She'll just be a consciousness. And yeah. he has to like let her go. It's really sad. I know you were like crying. And yeah, Bob I was, was like, there, and I was just like, <laughs> I should leave. Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, what a freaking decision though. to be like, okay, I cannot cure the physical body, but if I can keep her consciousness together, like if you know people would do that, because so much of who we are is within our bodies. You know, it's yeah. just sort of interesting. But if you could remove the brain from the body, would you do that? Because you could still talk to it. I don't, I don't know, know because if you're asking me that right now, so much of who I am is my mind, but it is also my body. Like, yeah, we've been getting up every morning and just like walking together, which has been really nice. And we don't record it or whatever. It's just me and you. And those times have been really just nice to like get up in this body that's been uh, my body's been feeling kind of gunky you know like since the mm. baby i'm gunky? still Ooh, what a term it's just like gunk in my body like and I'll, I'll i'll do my yoga and stuff but i'm definitely in a space right now where i need to really prioritize like a couple of other physical modalities to not feel like clunky and gunky yeah in my body and so if it, re it feels really nice i've been walking up this hill be running up the road every day be running Hill. Yes, I've been walking up a hill every single day and I just feel myself going faster up the hill and, and puffing and huffing and puffing less. And so like it, as easy as it sounds like 
to say like, why don't we just upload Amber's consciousness into this thing? I kind of need those moments in my body sometimes. Or you, you inspire me so much when you like go on your half marathon runs and stuff like that. So I love to inspire. So uploading your consciousness to a machine, knowing how much you love to do those physical things or knowing how much I love to like get my family hug at the end of the day. Because you can't. You yeah. Just becomes just all, take me out. Yeah. Well, I hope I think you're going to be working out soon enough that you can fight the Gorn. <laughs> so so this is what this, a pivot. So I brought up like this old school Gorn. picture. The Gorn was originally introduced inside the uh, the original series. And they're they're lizard kind of creatures. But in people. Strange New Worlds, they make them really freaking scary. Like yeah. the episode, um, they're like Demogorgons in the new. Yeah, or I would say more like Alien if you've seen Alien, because the eggs live inside the body and then they like pop out of the body. Yeah. I just feel like more people have seen Stranger. We're I feel like we're in a spit a world right now where more, more people, people have seen Stranger Things than Alien. That makes me sad. Does it really? Yeah, because Alien is, I think, so much more important than Stranger Things. Do you think so? Yeah, Alien. Because uh, Stranger Things is pure nostalgia. I don't know if it's adding anything new. Where Alien added something new for the something town. very new. It added very scary space, like aliens. Like we don't want to interact with aliens. Like these aliens, they have a completely different concept of, you know, um, what is appropriate social behavior. Right? For example, is it? You think that's a new take? Uh, for, like the, the, the unknown the eight, out there being 70, scary. What seventy eight was when it came out. I think that I think at that time people were pretty optimistic about space and discovering new life. Gotcha. And now we're just like, wait a minute. If you read, you know, s- some of the science fiction now, it's like maybe we might not want to discover extraterrestrial life because it could be a biological, you know. T- warfare type of thing you know it could mm. be a certain kind of um disease or bacteria that our body can't fight or it could be something that wants to conquer and take over our world would you go to space if you could uh no absolutely not i just finished a book called aurora by okay. kim stanley robinson i actually listened to an audio book and strange new worlds is like very like cool like space exploring and mm-hmm. you know you don't need seat belts because there's inertia dampeners and there's all the, you can, you know, yeah, they're so dramatic. You I can have them. a holodeck like, and like have fun and hang out in the holodeck and go on adventures and, you know, go down to planets because you can have a force field and you don't, you know, really need a bodysuit or whatever. Or you can, you know, genetically modify your body, even though it's Ill- illegal in the Federation. But, um, yes, the you, fe- can, you, you have to explain this to people who, like they don't who know who don't know so about. the federation is just a group of aliens that and humans have come together to like they're like the work united together nations. they're like the united nations right and then starfleet is like the human part uh like the human military side but there's also like aliens who will come and join starfleet to deal you know to have a better relationship with humanity and make the federation stronger so like humans yes. will like serve with you know Vulcans or with eventually Cleons joined the, you know, Federation. And so they'll like, there's, they do a uh, really great captain swaps in the next generation, but essentially Federation aliens coming to, together, United Nations, and they explore and try to like bring other people together. So that all sounds like grand and dear, but 
um, we are so far from that type of technology that interstellar travel is very, very slow. We can't go faster than light. We don't have that technology. Uh, that is impossible. So Why there's no you warp speed. Why would you want to go to space? You love space. Because everything, in, like we evolved on Earth. Like biological life is plan- is a planetary phenomenon. It did not develop in space. So everything in space wants to kill you. Got you, know? you got you. So there is no point, like we should be here taking care of the Earth. And so science fiction writers I, now, I like Ken Samley Robinson and Ten Chang are like, wait a minute, y'all. Like we should be caring for the Earth. Like stop sort of trying to get out into space. Like there's lots of cool shit here on earth. We haven't discovered yet. Yeah. Anyway, which is why I like how they took care of the, the Gorn becomes like a recurring enemy in here. And they're really freaking scary. And they pop out and there's like gore and blood and guts where like the Gorn in the original series are sort of goofy looking. They, have like <laughs> these lizard uh suits on yes so. i'm looking at this picture of the gore right now like girl ain't nobody yeah, scared of your they're ass. very very different but i i'm really glad that you got to watch this like what do you will you watch more star trek with me now or are, have have i hooked you in will you go back and watch all the original series or the original series is a stretch because i feel like we tried to watch that together at one point and i was like what are these long scenes with no cuts and edits and it's just so much space babble but i definitely am willing to watch the next generation because i want to see lavar burton and Whoopi goldberg oh yeah uh, i'm down They're to watch great. the next generation and like i told you i got for those of y'all who don't follow me on instagram i got a, a finger tattoo of the star trek symbol on my ring finger to always remind you of who why oh you baby Spock oh, and why oh you and now I will say this Ben I am definitely down for a Star Trek family costume oh yeah let's do it because I fuck with Ahura yeah and Uhura, then you could be Spock awesome. obviously also anybody uh, could be a little uh, yellow shirt friend Ahura Ahura and like the fantasy sort of story episode has this beautiful she plays like this evil queen and she has this gorgeous beautiful costume and, and yeah. the costume design is just off trails it's great <laughs> off the trails <laughs> they went hiking off the trails off the trails you heard it here first folks yeah no the the costume well that's another thing too it's i, I think i'm too much of a a realist and you know everything i read is very like it's satire or it's self essays and comedy so I'll see them in space being like, who the fuck is doing their hair and makeup every day in space? <laughs> in like space. why it's like Rebecca Romaine who, you know, shout out to her looks in, in like, she's got full eyeshadow. Everybody's got fresh haircuts. Like who is keeping the maintenance in space? Like I kind of like a little bit of when we like watch like grungy. the Martian or oh, yeah. interstellar, like I want to see your teeth start to rot. Your, mm. your, your beard is growing in. Well, yeah. I mean, again, this, this technology is so far in the future. Well, you that's know, why you like the expanse, right? Because it's, a little, it's a little bit more bit accurate. More real. I do like, I do enjoy Star Trek though, because it is so positive. Like I know it is comforting yes, it is. to know that these characters are going to get out of this situation, except there is one character. They kill off a main character and it's quite sad, actually. I thought it was done really effectively. Yeah, it was done effectively. And that was what stopped it for me of being like, okay, there are no stakes in this show. Yeah. That gave the show some stakes. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, 
Well, I'm glad you're going to keep watching Star Trek. I you. am going to keep watching Star Trek. It That's was all so you've cute, ever watched. It only took two years of the podcast. Yeah, I've and this is the only the first show that has a black showrunner on it. Like, there's never yep. ever there's been black directors and black actors. This is the first Star Trek show ever to have a black showrunner. Um, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Uh, but yeah. That's awesome. You know, and now I've I've always just kind of let Ben have the Star Trek energy here and there. Like our the the essential guest book at our wedding was a, a hand drawn Star Trek picture of us with and people like wrote comments around it and things like that. And and at the time that didn't really I mean it's beautiful and it represented Ben. It means but, more to you now. Like you know yes. you know that you know what red shirt is, you know what the Federation Well we sit you know up in that picture with red shirts is, on. You know what the replicator is, you know these things now. I know some of that information. I know I'm in a Hura stand. I immediately like ran to Instagram to follow the actor who plays Ahura and I, you know, DM'd her and was like I think that they, they go love by they, the they them they, they, I, I DM'd them and they and they were like, We I love watching you. Like they were like, Some days on set I will be watching your TikTok. I was like, Well, that's enough of that. Because <laughs> you're that don't don't tell me this. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe we'll be Buds one day or yeah, something. Yeah, that'd be I great. Have them on the show. I would. I mean, that would be. We, yeah, they're, we, they're we probably can't afford them, but it was really great just connecting. And I, I hope these actors know the impact that they're having on this like new wave of people who are getting into Star Trek. Yeah. Like myself, I watched Star Trek, and I, I look forward to watching more. Yeah. Other things I watched just real quick before we go, bed. Did you enjoy Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime performance? Uh, I don't want to say anything like. <laughs> Because we can talk about it here. It's it was kind of sci-fi energy. She was well, you know, in. she she actually is. She played in a great um, sci-fi uh, movie. Have you seen her in the movie? I thought she no. did the soundtrack for Tron or no, something. No, she yeah, she plays a character. Um, it's like Valkyrie uh, science fiction. Um, did you enjoy the show? Yes I enjoyed. No? Yeah, I I think she's great. Uh, I think she were is, you wowed by the show? Yeah, you know, it was cool to see people and uh yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm twisting your arm. Yes, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I was you know, just just right at the end because we missed y'all for the past two weeks. I know she's pregnant. Everybody, Amber, are you going coming for a pregnant woman? I'm not trying to yeah, come for a pregnant woman. Sick. What I am trying to say is she could have sat down for 14 minutes for all I cared. I just needed some bells and whistles, maybe a live choir, maybe some pyrotechnics, some smoke, some dry ice. Set the scene of Barbados. Give, give us that island vibe and then show us the evolution of your music. And so I needed a little bit more, maybe some some holographic things. And she could have honestly sat in a chair the whole time. But that's just my take. I'm going to one day have a, a little show where I get to discuss all these pop culture things because Ben is not even trying to humor me right I, now I, and talk I, about it. I, but I, I think, just had to get that off my chest in case y'all were wondering how I felt I about it. I think her floating in the air, I think everybody's cool. uniform uniformity was cool. Yeah, but we needed um, a couple scene changes. Like we yeah. live in the age of like TikTok and fast looks and, and transitions and cool mm-hmm. fonts and... 
you know, I, I want to see that entire stage filled with people in different costumes. Like, we're so bored at home. So just yeah. give it. If they give look it, give us more. a show. If you do want to see Rihanna, like, acting and doing cool stuff, and in a science fiction matter, Valerian, The City of a Thousand Planets, is an amazing movie. Yeah. I loved this movie. I saw Not it in Valkyrie. the theaters. Yeah. It, yeah, and she plays, like, this really cool Who's character. Who's the director? Do they have uh, a black Luke, director? Luke ben- no, Luke Benson. But he, he did um, some of my favorite movies, like The Fifth Element. He's incredible. He, like, he's an incredible um, director. Okay. But Valerian, The City of a Thousand Planets, if you need some like re-refix to sort of cleanse you from the sub- ah. subpar performance. Not that that would I... I mean, she can perform, but she's pregnant. So, like, whatever. What am I going to say? It's I can't, not like... Sh- about the... Pre- yeah, yeah, you can't say it. I'll say it. I- I'm postpartum gang. I just need... Just... Just, just. Well, sit. you're not pregnant, right? I'm yeah. not. Just sit in a chair and sing, and let people dance all around you. I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. I thought there was some cool like camera flips or whatever, and I yeah. thought the costumes were cool and her like floating up and down. Costume. <laughs> yeah, there's a single costume. <laughs> I thought the costume was great. Anyway, that was a good time. Um, ben, you ready to wrap up? Because we, yeah. y'all, we are coming at you next week. I'm if we don't so come excited. at you next week, drag us. Find yes, us on Instagram. Us. Find us in the Patreon streets and say, get y'all's asses on those microphones because we need it. I love y'all so stinking much. Next week, we will be discussing a movie. Y'all, I don't even know how this movie is going to go down, but I'm very excited. So the movie that we're going to be watching is called The Reading. The Reading. This movie is presented to us by Lee Daniels. And directed by Courtney Glaude, who I, I don't I don't understand the present. I guess presents means my, mo- my money. Produced backed it. it. Yeah. Now yeah, I gave it you is money. Executive producer. Executive producer. It is starring Monique. Yes, this is a horror sci-fi fantasy no, movie. I, just it's a horror fantasy movie. Fantasy. Horror, horror is fantasy. I'm so sorry. It is a fantasy movie starring Monique. And we're going to be watching this on BET Plus, okay? I'm very excited <laughs> to see. Be, you know, I, and I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to be the person that doesn't read a million Yelp reviews before going to the restaurant because all, that already, like, colors how I feel about the restaurant. No pun intended. That <laughs> already uh, uh, assuages my, what's a good word I could use? That already makes me, like, biases. I, I'm already biased. Okay. To not go into the restaurant. Okay. But I've definitely seen this gotten some interesting ratings. I'll say that much. So We're I'm going to watch it, though. I'm going to watch it and make up my own decision on how I feel about it. And so, y'all, with that being said, please watch The Reading, starring Monique on BET+. And we will see y'all motherfuckers next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.